Welcome to Divinity Talks with Desi Schneider. I truly appreciate your company today and coming and, and listening to that which I believe the Lord has laid on my heart. And this message is, is very precious to me. It's actually quite personal. And um, in light of my new birth, one thing that I have found out about our God is that God will have his way. God will have his way. And no matter how long it can take or it doesn't take, time is really of no consequence to the plan and the will of God. Although the timings of God are very precise, the seasons of God that are marked out by us are very concrete. They're predetermined. Yet time as we know it on earth is really of no consequence. What I mean by that is actually a working to stretch us out so we can trust God. And so all things work together for us to teach us one thing, that God is good and that God has a plan for our lives and his plan will come to be. He will have his way. When we become born again, we come into this new divine reality of purpose and divine plannings and divine intents. And we start walking out really mysteries that suddenly are being disclosed to us, understandings of why we were born, why we are right now for a time such as now, understandings that are really revelations of the Holy Spirit. And all of it fits into Romans 8.29. Romans 8.29. I've been teaching from Romans 8.29 for a few weeks, so let's go into it. Verse, the verse before 29 is verse 28 that all of us have deeply memorized. Verse 28 reads, And we know that all things, all things work together for good. There is only good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. God is love and God is a God of purpose. And when we walk in his love and in his purpose, he is causing all things to work for good. The plans he has for us are beautiful plans. And these are the plans, verse 29, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, those he also called, whom he called, those he has purposed. Those that he has purposed. Those whom he has called, these he also justified, you see, the calling of God has justified you. And whom he's justified, he is also glorified. The glorification is in the calling of God, which is the very voice of God. You see, we are now led by the voice of the living God. And his voice is where plan and purpose is. 
His voice is disclosure of these divine mysteries of a confirmation, conformity, a divine representation through this new birth of the Son whom God loves, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so your life, my life, is marked for glory. It is a life that is just before God. Not just in terms of solely before God, because it is, but also in terms of being made right just before God. Walking in this divine justice that Jesus Christ came and fulfilled, that he became sin so that now sin would no longer have dominion over God's creation. And when we believe the finished work of the cross that Jesus died on for you and for me, at that moment, faith, this faith expression in the completeness of what God has done through his son is reckoned towards us as righteousness. And this righteousness mindset is truly a mindset of liberty, knowing that God will have his way. And with all of our heart, through this new creation heart, in this being of being made alive unto God now, all of us desire solely the plans of God. Now the carnal man, not so. <laughs> the man of flesh that we to reckon crucified daily works on wishful thinking, works on, I think God gets me. I think God knows my heart. Therefore, I can just cop out. I can live a big life of excuse of why I cannot fulfill the plan of God. God does not listen to that. His mind is set towards you. And this is his mind, verse 29. You are foreknown and you are predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That you be now part of the body of Christ. That Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. Let's go to the book of Colossians. Colossians 9, 1, 9, sorry. Paul writes, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray. Do not cease to pray. Paul is praying for the believers in Colossae and asking that they may be filled with the knowledge of his will, the knowledge of his planning, the knowledge of his purpose in all wisdom. You see, your purpose is found in this conformity to his son and in his son is all wisdom all wisdom the manifold wisdom of God is found in Christ and we are now found in him and from this new placing that we have his plans and purposes are being fulfilled Ephesians actually says that we now, the church of the firstborn, the redeemed ones, the purchased ones, the ones that are of God, of his very body, are made to proclaim the intents of God for this hour. In the universe, 
to the universe the manifold wisdom we are to disclose how because it's being disclosed to us through our placing in Christ and so the highest prayer <laughs> the most wonderful and magnificent prayer you can ever pray is Lord let your will be done not my fleshly desire, but let your will be done in my life. And this is what Paul is praying, that they be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. You see, when you know the will of God, and to me, I always go to Romans eight twenty nine. The details of that walk, God knows how to disclose to me. It is one step at a time. But really, the the grand scheme, the big picture is a conformity. It is a transformation. It is a mind renewal. It is walking out now this divine gift of the life of Christ that I have within me. And for each one, that will look a little different because the callings of God are precise to each individual. But we're now members individually to the body of Christ. So when you walk in the plannings and the will of God for your individual life, and I do too, and all of us do, then there is a beauty, a glorification that we are releasing unto our God. Because we're demonstrating the fullness of who God is on earth, to the earth, to the world. That all men should know that God is love and that he's not holding their sin against them anymore. We have this ministry of reconciliation to set the captives free through the proclamation of the gospel. And when we know the will of God, we can walk worthy of our Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful, being fruitful, bearing fruit for his kingdom, which is according to his will. (laughs) In every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. This is the ultimate will of God. Is a growth an abundance of understanding of who God is, of who the Lord Jesus Christ is, the very expressed image of your heavenly Father, and that in Him you are complete, in Him you are loved, in Him you are accepted. And so no matter what you walk through, the bumps and the hits, and the scrapes and the little bruises that we encounter in the world, all of those are reconciled in Christ. All of those are made brand new in Christ, working a far 
greater weight of glory. Because through these moments, we really encounter the love of God. Through the moments of disappointment on earth, we run back to the one that will never disappoint. The rejection that we find in the world (laughs) brings to remembrance and recollection the acceptance we have with our Heavenly Father. And so no matter what the day brings about, we know one thing. If God is for you and for me in Christ that we are now, (laughs) it's going to work for good. Nothing can be against us and nothing can snatch us out of the planning of God. We are placed in the very palm of our Heavenly Father, in the very loving, loving embrace of our God so that we be fully pleasing to Him. Verse 11, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power through the understanding of His will, that He will have His way in our life. We are being strengthened with His might and power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers. We are partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. And then he goes further to write that we are delivered out of the power of darkness and we now live in a brand new kingdom of the son of his love. Peter says that we are partakers of his divine nature. And this is really what we're to be mindful of. We're to be mindful of that his will for my life will be executed because I am his child. And he's causing all things to be conformed to his desire for my life. As I yield, as I meditate his truth, as I lean into his voice, as I heed his word, he is causing all things to work together for my good because he is the way. Let's go to John 14. I wanted to look at the verse that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life in the context of this little moment of the discourse that Jesus has with his disciples. In chapter 14, Jesus starts, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Faith in God brings a cheer to your heart. Because you know that your heavenly father is for you. You know that he is in you and with you. You know that he loves you because he laid down the life of his son for you and for me. And then verse 2, Jesus says that in my father's house are many mansions If you were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. (laughs) There is room on the table for you and for me. There is room for us. It's wide open with God. His heart is never closed towards us. 
and in him everything is prepared so that we can walk out in the fullness of his desire. And so then Thomas says, right after Jesus said that he's going to go to the Father, and where I go, Jesus says, you know, and the way you know, and the way you know. And what does Thomas say, the doubter? Lord, in his carnal flesh, because at the end of his moment with Jesus, before the ascension of Jesus, he called him Lord. Thomas called Jesus Lord. But in this moment here, he's in his carnal mind. And he says to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you're going. And how can we know the way? This is the biggest this is the biggest moment of doubt in the carnal mind. We do not know, Lord. How is it going to be, Mary asked Jesus, uh, sorry, the angel, regarding her conception of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. How will it be? How can it be? Zechariah asked the angel when he was told the good news that he will have a son, John. And so this is Thomas's question. We do not know where you're going. And how can we know the way? The answer to this question, listen to the answer to this question. Because this is my assurance that his will be had in my life. Even when I do not fully understand. Jesus said to them, I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then he said, if you have known me, you have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. How is it going to be, God? Look to Jesus. When is it going to be, Lord? Look to Jesus. Tell me, Lord, I'm impatient. Look to Jesus. That's why Hebrew says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, that we are running this race. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the assurance that God will have his way. Because we saw that Jesus, the way of God, was fully fulfilled. His way happened. God's way, who is Jesus, came and died for you so that you now be found in the way. So you now be found in the way and that you now become a way maker to Jesus for another. Did you know that? That Christ in you now has made you a reconciler, a way maker. So you would light up the world with the message of Christ. And so today I want to encourage you, God will have his way. Jesus is the way. Fulfillment has been accomplished. You have already been transferred in this brand new kingdom of his love. The kingdom that is found in the Holy Spirit, which is which is righteousness, righteousness revelation, peace, 
understanding that surpasses, surpasses your, your heady knowledge and keeps and guards your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, is part of this divine kingdom. And so keep on keeping on. He will have his way. He is working all things to come together for you. A wonderful work he is doing in your life. Keep on keeping on. Thank you for coming and joining me again on this Dominion Talks with Desi Schneider. Be blessed.